Right now, our guest is Andrew Wilson from the Show Me Institute. Andrew, how are you? I am fine, Mark, and how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Couldn't be better. Good. Um, I, I watched uh, the White House try to spin the jobs report this morning, uh, which was pathetically weak to begin with as somehow proof of continued economic growth. Well, they're quite good at spinning the numbers. Uh, but as you know, for seven years, uh, average economic growth in the United States has been under 2%. It's average 1.7%. And so that's very bad. And it's one of the reasons why so many people feel that we're still in a recession. Well, uh, I, I'm not quite sure how someone can look at what, what do they create, only like 34,000 jobs? Isn't that basically, that's a negative number almost. You, you have to create somewhere in the 40s just to keep up with the workforce, correct? Right. With population growth, you certainly do. That's uh, that's sad. Well, the, we had, we invited you on to talk a little bit about this minimum wage, or not minimum wage, this, this uh, overtime issue. Uh, that the, the president has changed the rules now. So first of all, maybe you could just explain to people what the what the ruling was from the administration. Well, the administration has doubled the threshold at which companies must pay mandatory overtime to people in executives or managerial type roles, and it had been about twenty four thousand dollars a year. It's gone up to almost $48,000 a year. And on a weekly basis, that means it's gone from about four fifty up to $913. And so, like a lot of bad ideas, this one can be dressed up to look good. Uh, and it sounds nice if you think of a worker who is at that threshold and earning $913 a week. And say that person works uh, five hours of overtime and is paid at the mandatory overtime rate of time and a half, that person's weekly paycheck would go from 913 up to about 1200 Okay. So that's a nice-sounding increase. But then you have to look at the unforeseen consequences that result from that. And the unforeseen consequences will be uh, that a whole lot of salaried people in managerial positions will be reduced to hourly wage workers. They will have to punch a clock. They will not make more money. They'll probably make less money. And worst of all, I think, Mark, is that this really drives a stake into the heart of what free enterprise is supposed to be all about. It's supposed to be about freedom, number one, and also about enterprise. With this new ruling, with this new ruling, uh, employers are being told to hang out a sign that says, in effect, we don't want any go-getters around here. You are strictly forbidden to do unpaid work for this company. That's what it says. And that's going to be the result. That is going to be the result. And so this is another thing that will slow economic growth. Yeah, I wondered I wondered um, how employers might react to something like that, because the, the, the 
in my opinion, most people look at companies as every company is having some such huge profit margins. People always blame the oil companies for that. And when you go and look at the actual amount of their profit margin, it's not great. Uh, there are many, many industries that have greater levels of profit. Uh, what are some of the economic considerations, though, for these companies if they suddenly are paying their workers three or four hundred dollars more a week than they were before? Uh, they've got to make an adjustment somewhere. Okay, well, there are a couple of adjustments they can make. Uh, they can expand. They can cancel expansion plans. That's one thing. Uh, they can look for new ways to substitute capital for labor. We've seen a lot of that already. Uh, Walmart has been a big target of the people who are clamoring for a so-called $15 an hour living wage. And Walmart has raised its wages quite significantly in the last two years. But at the same time, uh, they are spending heavily to go into e-commerce, which is uh, you know, to do the same kind of thing that Amazon.com has done so successfully. And the, one of the differences between Walmart and Amazon is that Amazon's sales per employee are about five times those of Walmart. Right. Uh, and so I did a story for Weekly Standard uh, and the Show Me Institute, of course, in which I calculated that if Walmart was to reduce the difference in productivity between it and Amazon by even 25% over the next five years, it would have to reduce its worldwide and U.S. workforce by approximately a quarter. And Walmart, of course, is a company that used to imply to employ huge numbers of low-skilled workers and give them a road for advancement. Sure. Well, and and it's um, fortunately they haven't gone down that path, but you can see it coming. I mean, yeah. uh, and so I don't really take the president at his word when he says that he is giving America a raise, because I don't think it's within the president's power or within government's power, despite what people in the left wing may think, to give people in the private sector a raise. Uh, if I can share a quote from Shakespeare, is that okay? Oh, sure, go ahead. Uh, from Henry the Fourth, a great quote. Two, two people are plotting against the king, and one says, I can call spirits from the vasty deep. Hotspur, the other character, says, Why, so can I, or so can any man, but will they come when you call for them? And I think that when the president says he's calling for... Uh, for America to have a wage increase or for middle-class Americans to have a wage increase, he's calling for something he cannot produce or deliver. Yeah. And, Andrew Wilson from the Show Me Institute is our guest right now. Andrew, let me take a phone call real quick. Hold okay. hold on just a minute. Uh, Chris, you're on the line. What's on your mind? Hi, Mark. Uh, I don't know where this gentleman's information is from, but I'm a project manager for a $200 million a year mechanical contractor, and when I did a job, I did the job for the man hours that I have set in place. Now, to keep overtime down, that's incentive for me to hire more people. So I don't know where he's getting his backs from. And his, could you draw any more answers out of the gentleman? This is a joke. He's striking at overtime because of middle class. 
overtime pay was put in place to hire more people. I don't know where it's well, unbelievable. Well, hold on, Chris. I'll, I'll let uh, Andrew uh, respond to that. Thanks for the phone call, Mr. Wilson. What, what's your response to that? I don't think it's government's role to interfere in arrangements in the private sector between employers and would-be employees. It just has no role there. And I would like him to explain why he thinks it does. And why should I be told that I cannot work at a certain job and, and come to terms with whoever my boss may be in terms of, of, of overtime pay or of additional flexibility or whether I want to work from home or anything else. You know, that's not government's concern. So government should get out of the way. Yep. I, I suspected that would be your answer to that one, and, and I agree with you completely. Uh, Andrew Wilson with the Show Me Institute. I uh, direct people to your website at showmeinstitute.org, uh, and uh, we look forward to having you on again. Okay. Thanks very yep. much, Mark. Absolutely. Thank you.